LOP in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pin game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. From the block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lot. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 104. Shouts out to John Bernard. He came through for episode 103, man. Shouts out to the new YouTube subscribers. Shouts out to the people on streaming. We are doing some pretty, pretty good numbers, man. Um, Thank you to everybody because the show would not be where it is without any of you guys. This is episode 104. A hundred, we are 104 deep. <clears throat> I have a returning guest on the show. He called into the show last time when I was at the old location. Shouts out to Christopher Corrado. Welcome back, my guy. L.O.P. Thanks yeah, for having sir, me. Yes, sir. L.O.P. in the building. Yo, listen, man. He's a fellow New Yorker like me, man. Yo, we taking over down here. <laughs> I, and I love it. I love the energy. I'm meeting so many people from back home. Um, what part of New York are you from? I can't remember. Flushing, Queens. Flushing, Queens. Queens is dope because I was out in Queens for like, I think, three years. Three, three, four, you know, three years, something like that. What, what was, what was the vibes like back then? So back in the eighties and nineties, yeah, that was obviously a much different time. I remember, like, you know, being five years old and yeah. my just saying, "Go outside and play." Yeah, you could walk up, not cross the street, but walk yeah. around the corner. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people would let five year olds do that. Today nah, they, they definitely wouldn't. It, back then, it was different because you could go outside. I think the number one rule in New York is back then, if you was a kid. You could go outside alone, just don't cross the street. Right. That you know what I'm saying? They would um the convenience store would sell me cigarettes just because they knew it was for my mom <laughs> yeah, and my yeah, sister. Yeah, so yeah. now it's like don't yeah. matter who it's for, you yeah. can't buy a cigarette. No, that's fact. Well, I'm always like, yo, go to Hana Hana and get me Benson Hedges and the Menthol. You know yep. what I'm saying? It, that's what it was. Like you know what I'm saying? But you know, I think these kids nowadays ain't really built like that. These mm-hmm. kids kind of cry when they device die. You know what I'm saying? But um, I got you back on the show. Um, you this is one thing I wanted to point out. You said something very interesting to me. You said, "Don't let your age define you." Last time, I want you to elaborate on that because I got like a younger people starting to listen now, but the older crowd is listening, and that younger crowd is not going to stay young forever. I'll touch base on that. Yeah, so I I would have to say that you know there are things you could do to put in place to uh, stay the best you as possible. Yeah, whether it be you know just staying educated. Um, yeah. Eating healthy most of the time, doing some type of exercise, whether it be yeah. weight training, cardio, martial arts. Yeah. Sometimes just taking time to just relax and focus on your breathing. Yeah. Um, you got to look at some of the best athletes out there, like um, you know whether you like them or don't like them. I'd have to say I just w- recently watched uh, Big George Foreman. Mm, I want to see that. That's the movie, the biopic about him, right? Yeah. I okay. Def- I definitely recommend that. I mean, yeah. the guy didn't. I didn't know this until I saw the movie that you know he took off like ten years. I didn't know that before either. he came back to fight again. The guy. What? I believe he's the oldest uh, person mm. ever won heavyweight championship belt. Wow! Um, but you got Tom Brady. Even if you don't like him, the guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got what? How many rings? Six? Is this probably at six least Super Bowls? Something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Patriots fan. I was never a Patriots fan because I'm a Giants and Jets fan. But I mean, you gotta give the guy credit. Yeah, you gotta give think him credit. If you're in your mid 40s and like big mm-hmm. linebackers, are like you know, they're like 20 something years old, they're still hitting you. Yeah. I mean, even if you have a fantastic offensive line, you still get hit sometime. Yeah, yeah exactly. And to get up and still play, mm-hmm. I, I can't hate on that. You, you can't. You can't hate on that. It's kind of like you can't hate on greatness. As much mm-hmm. as you want to hate on greatness, you can't. You know what I'm saying? And it was even more impressive when he went to Tampa Bay, and he got a ring with them. I, you know, there's rumors that he he might come back. I don't think he should, man. I think he needed to just like because didn't he just sign a contract to be like an analyst or something like that? 
I feel like yeah that he's some somehow some way going to stay involved. I think that's yeah. probably the best route. It, it, is, it, it is, man. I, I could see him coaching though down the line. It's not that, a bad that idea. That would be incredible. Imagine he wins six more, <laughs> or however many well, more. Look, that, you know, look at Steve Kerr. There you go. From when he played and now now coaching, he's got he probably has <laughs> what he got with three with the Bulls. Spurs, maybe? Um, I can't remember with the Spurs, but he got about three with the Bulls. And then how and many then with Golden go, State? I lost count at this three, point. Three, four? I mean, three. I think I think four. <laughs> oh, I, it could be five. I could be wrong, but he's got a lot. I mean, you know what, what I hate? Whenever we talk about the greats of NBA, nobody ever throws Steve Kerr name into the mix. Nobody ever throws it. Because he wasn't like the most fashionably, quote unquote, cute player. Like, he wasn't out dumping, dunking from the foul line. He wasn't doing that. But his technical game was incredible. Kind of like Steve Nash. Steve Nash had a great technical game. Nobody puts him into the mix of that. But, I mean, look at the numbers this guy has done. Look what he's done with the game. Right. Like, Steve Kerr, you know, the Bulls Mm would have won whether he was on the team or not. Yeah. Jordan, no. They were not going to win without Jordan. No, definitely not. But you don't see Jordan (laughs) coaching now. You know what I'm saying? But Steve Kerr is. So, maybe he was just a a better coach than player. Yeah, possibly, man. You know, and... That's kind of like uh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was a Doc. great coach. I'm sorry, I wasn't the biggest Doc Rivers fan. Like I, I you, some people that's subjective. Some people might disagree. They might be, no, he was great. I didn't think he was a great. He was a good player, but he wasn't a great player. But as a coach, oh man. Well, he played on the Knicks, but, obviously, right? Yeah. You got to think how many people that mm-hmm. were on that team that played really well back then. You had yeah. Ewing, Oakley, Oakley. Starks, Starks, Mason. Yes. Thank you for bringing up Mason. There's, there's somebody um, else. Um, the X Men, Xavier McDaniel's. Yeah, Him, there's um, one other player. Who else did we his have? Name. It was Derek Harper. Derek, no, nobody ever talks about Derek Harper. Yeah, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people didn't there. Derek Harper uh, when they had the fight with the Bulls the season Jordan left, he threw Steve Kerr through the the uh, chairs. <laughs> the there, there was a ru- yeah, <laughs> and there was a rumor that they had somebody on the Bulls. I think his name was JoJo English. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they supp- there was a rumor that they the Bulls asked him to pick a fight with him to get him out of there. Borrow, that way, you take wow. away one of their weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you, it's I, never, I, I never heard rumor. that rumor, but it won't surprise me because there was, a, there was a lot of corruption in 90s uh, <laughs> basketball. Did you ever watch that documentary on that uh, referee that threw a lot of big games and he, he made millions off of it? And he I don't know if he went to jail for it or whatnot, but he said how he can't speak on who told him to do it, but he also used that as a weapon like so nobody can't touch him. I, don't, I haven't heard of it, but it, I mean, it would oh, surprise real, me. You got to watch it, man. It's really interesting. I don't know if it was like a full documentary, but I watched it on TV with my pops. And my, everything with my pops is a conspiracy. Like, see, I told you. I told you. I'm like, wow, you was right this time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, all, all sports is corrupt, but we still got to love it. What do, what do you feel about... I mean, and I'm glad I got you here, man. I'm really glad because I want to tell some stuff today. What do you feel about the UFC joining forces with WWE? They got, I think it's called a knockout group, something like that. They have like... They're under one umbrella now. So I think it's really cool, like cross-promoting each other. Yeah. Um, when you get two different brands or whatever yeah. you want to call it, start working together. I think it's yeah. it's really smart. Yes, because you could bring people that may not have paid attention to that before. Yeah, and they just somehow mix and then work yeah. together. Now, well, we okay. I used I was a big fan of WWF as a kid. I'm not a big fan now. I I respect the wrestlers for the hard work that they put in. You're training. Then a lot of them got to cover their own travel expenses. So even on the business side, you know, for you to get slammed for 20 minutes. And then jump right on the highway and drive to your next city because you guys are basically on tour and pain ribs hurting. That's that says a lot, right? But what we see the WWE scripted stuff in the UFC. That's my concern. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it might be if you want to get some laughs, it would but, probably be really funny. But I, oh man, because I, I love MMA a lot. I love Bellator. I love UFC. If that if that 
trickles down into it, I'm walking away. I ain't watching. I can't do it, man. I yeah, can't if you do just, it. If some people get a kick out of it and they they see that it's, you know it's got saying? momentum, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see John Jones. Let me tell you something, brother. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't wanna, you know, speaking of that, Hulk Hogan just got remarried. He's like seventy years old. Yeah. Uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, I think, <laughs> became dads again. Yeah, They're man. older than him, I think. Yeah, they are. They are. That's kind of scary to me. I don't want to start over that late in life. You know, I want starting over ain't, ain't bad, but then having a kid that late, I wouldn't even. Oh man, I wonder if I would have the patience. You know what I'm saying? That's what, once again going back to not yeah. letting age define you and taking care of yourself. Because yeah. if you're going to be around yeah. 80, 90 years old or older, yeah, you know who wants to live their life in pain? True that. You might as well just go all the way out. I saw the pictures of Hulk Hogan at the wedding. <laughs> he had like the do rag in the fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. I think his wife was like thirty years younger than him. You know what I'm saying? That's typically how it'll go. You go look for the younger I mean, woman. I mean, if you got that money and the celebrity status, and you know, he just opened up a, a business. He's got a, a wee business with Mike Tyson now. Huh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which I, I think is great. I, you know what? You know what? Shouts out to Hulk Hogan, man. Shouts out to Hulk Hogan. He just did a um. He did a really good interview with uh Joe Rogan, and he was breaking down a lot of stuff. I didn't know Hulk Hogan was so great and heavy into the business side of things. How how important do you think is the business side, as far as that matching the physical side? Because a lot of people fall short. They'll they'll focus so much on the the physical side, and the business side is just washing away. You know, you you could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't know how to properly market yourself, yeah, that's that's a huge um, problem. Because yeah. I when I talk to newer comedians, um, I usually say to them, I say, when mm-hmm. when, you, when you're gonna be on a show, yeah, you gotta, you gotta share the flyer and let yeah. people know on social media. Mm-hmm. And you got to talk to people because yes. there's got to be at least one comedian you could think of that you mm. don't think is funny but is super popular. Yeah, because a lot of times people like you. Yes, if they, it's it's not. Yeah. I feel like sometimes comedy now, it's not. You don't even necessarily have to be as funny as as mm-hmm. you are popular and people like you. This is true. So if people like you, even if they don't think you're that funny, they're yeah. still going to support you. You know what? Be, having a great personality opens the door for people. Yes. A great door. But uh, hold that door. We will come back with the Life of Product Podcast. This is episode 104. I got the homie Christopher Corrado on the show. Shouts out to Anchor FM, which is now Spotify for podcasters. We will be right back with the second segment. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast. This is episode 104. A lot of people reached out to me. If you want to uh, sponsor, if you want to interview, if you want advertisement, it is lifeofproduct at gmail.com or corporate.ent at gmail.com. That is corporate with the K. We are now running 50% off for all advertisement. How about your boy talk to me? I got Christopher Corrado on the show. What's good, my guy? I'm just happy to be in. I like your Aaliyah shirt, too, oh, by the way. Oh, thank you. I was a big Aaliyah fan. Really, yeah. really bigly offended. Very unfortunate. Um, what happened? Um, I would love to see them take a lot of her music, um, and just remix it and just like you know those post albums that they do. I think that'd be fire, or whatnot, man. But I want boom. Quick question for you. you know tonight's the Charlo and the uh, the Charlo and Canelo fight. Yes. What's your predictions on that? Well, I always feel very good about um Canelo. I think he's I think mm-hmm. he's come a long way. Yes. Um, I, I def- definitely has a fantastic boxing style from from watching him. Yeah. Um. I think he probably, I think when he went up a weight class, that probably wasn't the, the best. No, because he, he lost that fight to right. that dude. It, but he didn't get knocked out. It went the distance. Yeah, he, no, no. Know, but he, you could see him struggling. Right. A lot of times that, believe it or not, just going up one weight class is just a big difference. It is, man. It is. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, right? You know, imagine you are 150 pounds, right? And you, you, you're undefeated. You're knocking people out. You got to pack 10 pounds on. 
now this is ten pounds of muscle because you don't want to be you don't want to be ten pounds of fat. Muscle and fat hold differently. You know what I mean? You don't want to be sluggish. Now you got ten pounds of mass and muscle on, trying to move at the same speed. That your stamina your, that might cut your stamina down by three rounds. You know what I'm saying? And so, but what do you what do you think that fight's gonna go? You calling it Canelo? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And when you said going back to the the weight thing, I always mm -hmm. tell people I said even if you aren't the fastest, yeah, if you have good footwork, yeah, and you know how to cut somebody off. Yeah, you Tyson Fury. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Working angles. Yeah, angles are so important in boxing. And you would know because you you do a lot of training and refereeing as well. Yeah, I'm, I haven't. I do a little refereeing mostly just with the guys at the gym. I haven't yeah. actually been in the ring doing it, but I yeah. have. Okay. I have competed before, and I do mm -hmm. coach people like you know that are just starting off with boxing, and yeah, we have these drills where we work angles, and I show them. I say, listen, yeah. just step up. And over, so you can't really, you yeah. know, unless you it's see like me right now. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Mm -hmm. So just like, just for example, if you take your front foot and move it up and off to the side, mm -hmm. have the back one follow. Yeah, you'd be amazed how much ground you can cover in that ring. Yeah, and then you're there, you time it perfectly. Maybe like throw a hook or something like yeah. that and stop your opponent. Yeah, that and, and, and that's strikes. that's effective, man. I've seen that a lot, um, in, in boxing. You, but that brings you a fighter that doesn't always work against a lot of fighters. A lot of fighters, their training camps are so good. Take like a Mayweather. You have people try to cut off the ring um, and cut him off, and it didn't quite go so well because he's so fast and he knows how to dance on the ropes. If you got a fighter like that, you're cutting him off, you're doing your L-shaped stuff, and you can't quite get him in that one spot. What do you do? What's your next move? Yes, Mayweather, once again, he's just an exceptional boxer. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I've watched him, like, you know, work, work that shoulder roll and yeah. watch people, like, just miss him by, like, a hair, like, ridiculously yeah. just miss him. Mm -hmm. And then he counters and he's just gone. Yeah. So, you ever go back and watch Mayweather fights? Because watching it sometimes, the intensity of you watching it live, you might think that person caught him. They might throw a 10 P, like, oh, he got at least five of them. At least five of them. He didn't get none of them. Yeah, it's, um, it's not necessarily a clean shot. I, yeah. I would recommend if you ever box somebody with the shoulder roll. Yeah. Um, I would just punch that arm a lot. Yeah, and I told, I told that to my son because uh, we were going to uh, Atlantic MMA. We were heading back. We were doing an uh, open mat, and we were talking about shoulder rolling. And I said, if you got a guy with that, sh that shoulder rolling, hit that arm. I said, uh, hit the arm, go for the body. You know what I mean? Go for the, going for the body. If he's shoulder rolling like this, he's leaving this area somewhat open. If he's bringing that arm over at least two, three inches towards this part. And I said, that's effective. That, yeah, look, look you, that body shot hook. Yeah, exactly, because you can't. You can only show the roll but so much if right here is starting to get hit. Now you got to move. Now you got to block this. But there's ways to do it. It sounds easier than what it is. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a lot oh, easier. Yeah. Sean Strickland. Um, did you see when Sean Strickland fought um Israel Adesanya? I haven't seen that fight. You got to watch it, man. Now he was show. He um was it Sean Strickland? I was shoulder rolling. Um, I think it was. I think it was Sean Strickland. I was shoulder rolling. I shoulder rolling works in MMA too. But MMA is a little different. You you, you like it's it's harder to have the same hand game. As it is in boxing, because now with boxing, we're only fighting with this MMA. We're fighting everything. You might form and then the guy grabs you, takes you to the ground. The, the science is different. I always like to watch like a MMA fight, like say when Holly Holm fought Ronda Rousey. That was a good fight. You got a man. boxer slash kickboxer versus yeah. Judokin. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, and I, we, that's the funny thing. Me and John was talking about that on the interview when he came through the other day. And, you know, we and him both came to the same conclusion having hands can win the fight. You know, defense, defense wins the game, defense wins the fight. Hand, having hands is very effective in, in an MMA fight. What do you, how do you feel about these crossover fights that we've seen with MMA fighters and boxers over the years? It's particularly when McGregor fought Mayweather. Right. That's still, a, people still talk about that fight. That was like, what, 2017? Yeah, it's been quite some time, yeah, man, man. believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, because Mayweather had just turned 40. 
and he's like 46 now. So yeah. Well, what's your take on that? I think I think it's cool. I think it's um I would like to see the reverse, actually. And just, That's what like, I've been saying now. Why not years, try man. a boxer go in there in the yeah. octagon or try to learn how to you know throw some yeah or throw some kicks or work on the hip torses and, yeah. and uh arm bars and stuff and see how you fail. I would there. love I would love to see that. I mean, you know what? Um, I got to give McGregor credit because McGregor did better than a lot of people thought he would do because you know his background actually was in boxing or whatnot. Um, I think I do think that if McGregor was Mayweather's size. And he was smaller, he would have lost faster. But not for nothing, man, he caught him with some he caught Mayweather with punches we haven't seen anybody catch with catch him with in a long time. Yeah, when you yeah. go back and look at, you know, like, you know, slow it down mm-hmm. or like get, you know, just pictures, you see like, oh wow. Yeah. The, the connections. Yeah. But Mayweather Mayweather knew he just he was gonna wear out. Yeah, he, he did. Just, he just finally capitalized on that at the end. Yeah. We, a, a boxing a full boxing fight is about what, thirty six minutes? Yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you got MMA, which is about twenty five minutes. You got uh, the only if it's championship fight. Only if it's, yeah, yeah, because they do mostly three rounds, and then if it's a champion's five. And then McGregor, if you watch some of his fights, he gasses out a lot, especially after he put a little bit of weight on. Like he he tends to in in a MMA fight, I would say about third round, he kind of gasses out. So like look at when he fought uh, Nate Diaz. Yeah, he gassed out the end of that. Um, uh, when he fought Khabib, he put up a decent fight in the beginning, but you could see him getting tired. So it's kind of, I feel like the conditioning for MMA is not the same. I feel like boxing conditioning is better. Even boxers be in better shape than um, MMA fighters. And that's another thing. Nobody, nobody ever touches that. <laughs> we, don't really, we don't really touch on that, man. Um, I would, I would, with these crossover fights that's happened, I would love to see crossover fights with bare-knuckle fighters going into boxing. Yeah, and some of them actually kind of got their start in just you know traditional boxing with that's gloves great. on. And then they decided to move over to that. I think bare-knuckle... Yeah. I don't want to sit there and say it. it'll be bigger than UFC, mm-hmm. but I, I could see it being a serious I think, big yeah, time rival. I, I think you're right. I, I see the potential in bare knuckle, especially if what's, what's cool about bare knuckle, right? You got everyday guys with dreams and talent that are getting a shot. You, you, you see that in MMA, but not as much because the training is a little different. So a guy that has hands can't really just step into the MMA world because there's a whole you got to train for at least elite. If you can't get out of a, 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 a red naked chokehold, you can't get in that octagon. You can't do it. But guys that got hands that might have not got the opportunity with boxing, missed that window. That window's open back now with bare knuckle. So I want what I do love about the crossover fights though with um boxing MMA, it was particularly the UFC fights going up. They're getting money now. They're getting real money. These guys been kind of you know. They got cauliflower ears for sixty grand a fight. <laughs> After taxes and you paying your corny, how much is that? That ain't a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? You might be uh, less than twenty grand in your pocket. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize if fighting or anything in general. You know what? Yeah. What the um, you know the costs are with getting involved in things and all the yeah. money you have to spend to do do all of it. You're not as yeah. rich as you think you are, or rich. Yeah, as rich as you think they are. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it sucks because these guys, you know, these guys they lose teeth, they're leaving bloody and. Black eyes off our entertainment, so I I feel like, um, and not to criticize Dana White, I know it's all a business, but UFC tickets go for a lot of money. They they go for a lot of money. I I would love to just see, and I'm not saying they're not making money because some of them are living good, but I would love to see that bag just go up a little bit. Oh, up they they deserve it. You know what I'm saying? They just when you got guys fighting for like sixty million in boxing. You can't tell me that the UFC guys ain't looking back like I want that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, how much you did, did Ben Askren make when he fought Jake Paul? I couldn't tell you. But I'm I'm pretty sure I'm willing to bet he made a lot of money. 
off that. And Ben Askren, honestly, he looked like he was fresh off the street. He looked like he had like cracked a 40 open the night before. <laughs> he said, let me just get this bag. Let me hit this pavement. Not the pavement. Let me hit the floor and let me just go home. And I'm not mad at him if he did that, honestly. You just let me know how old you are when you talk about cracking a 40. <laughs> yeah. I'll put my age out there, yeah. right? Oh, man, man. No, no more 40s. We ain't doing that. Yo, it's the Boy Product Life Product Podcast. We will be right back with the third part of the show. Shouts out to Christopher Corrado for coming through. Stay tuned. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the Boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Tyler's Outlet. Go to uh, tylersoutlet.store. Use promo code free for me. That is free to number four me. Dollar sign. All your orders over 50 bucks. Telling me your boy product sent you. Um, We are back. Episode 104, man. Christopher Corrado is in the building. <clears throat> you, you've been doing a lot, Chris. Um, Not even just with the with the sports stuff, man. I want to talk about the comedy shows that you've been, been going in. At what point did you say, you know what, let me, let me dibble and dabble in this? Yeah, so back in uh, 2010, you know, mm-hmm. like I felt like a lot of just stuff was not going so good in my life. Yeah. I, I just, um, I had been engaged and that got broken off. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Oh, that's no problem. Long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Uh, my dad had been in and out of the hospital. He, had, mm-hmm. he wasn't doing well. Yeah. And at the job I was working at the time, I didn't get the promotion that I thought. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just like happened in threes. <sighs> so like when you go through a breakup, when you've been with yeah. someone for so long, you got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's true. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. It's, yeah. No, it's, instead of going down, you know, uh, a bad path, I decided to go down a good path. And that's when I first, like, really cranked up um, going to the gym more. Yeah. Working on my first book and started mm-hmm. comedy at an open mic in mm. Charlotte. That's dope. I can't remember. Did you tell me before about the book? I don't know if we, did we speak about that? We might have. We, we probably, what was the book about? So the first one is, it's, um, it's called A New York Night with Carmine McNally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's about, it takes place from like the late 90s to like 2007. Yeah. This dude talks about his life from his studio apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. And it ranges, I mean, it takes place everywhere from like New York to down here to yeah. Afghanistan. So, oh, wow. Yeah. He goes without, you know, yeah. if anyone decides to read it, he does uh, join the military at some point. In the okay. That's kind of dope, man. You, you know, uh, I give you a lot of credit because writing a book is not easy. Um, I think I it's not easy, but I think writing it, is the easiest part amongst other things because when you compare it to finding a distributor, all of that stuff, Um, because I, I, I wrote a book in 2018. It was like a musical memoir. And to me, the writing it was the easiest part. But when I had to um get it sized right, put it on Amazon, upload it, things like that, I ran into some problems. So I give you a lot of credit to be able to do that. And if you did that on your own, that's great, man. Not really. Like I said, okay. I, I have used companies before to help me with that. Yeah, that. well, I'm, I'm not mad at that. If, if you, if you um one of my clients, he's a writer. And he used companies and things like that, and I ain't mad at him. The writing is incredible. You don't want to shortchange, you know, your craft by trying to do everything yourself. You know what I mean? A lot of people will suggest people when they're independent to do everything yourself. I don't, I don't suggest that. I, I look at your strong points and whatever you're weak at. Hire people. This is why they have people that do those jobs. <laughs> yeah, I, I hired somebody to draw the covers. I had somebody. Mm-hmm. I had somebody to edit it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could. The thing is, you could read something over and over again and not catch the mistake. The, yeah, this is true. So I, I, and I, I edited mine myself, and I, I read over it about five times. And then when I got the final copy, I'm like, oh, it was great. Put it out. Later on, months later, I, I noticed one mistake, one mistake, and I was like, okay, never again. I'll get somebody to edit next time. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's that's important, man. Um, as far as the sales go, how did it do? I'm not gonna lie, I, have, I can't say I've sold a lot of books. Okay, but they are out there. So yeah, but the, the good. So I got. A, uh, I used to have a friend that was a writer. We're not really cool no more. The good thing about a book, right? And he told me this. He said, "There's no stamp date. There's no timestamp on it. There's no." He said, "20 years from now, 
the right person can pick up your book and probably post it, and now you just sold a thousand copies of it. You know what I'm saying? And so for the people listening, I got a lot of people that write that listen. I'm gonna drop some free knowledge on y'all. Somebody put this on to me. You can put your books in the prison system and make royalties off of it every time it's checked out. This is what this is what I was told, and I was like, okay, this is so. At a certain point, look into it. You just never know because if if they're in there, God forbid, doing ten years, and they got nothing to do. They might check that book out twenty times and read it, and your book might change somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever gotten positive feedback from it? Yeah, I think that that that's exactly right. I think sometimes when people read a book, they mm-hmm. got to be something you can learn from. Yeah, so I try to put a lot of life lessons. In. Yeah, that's great. Now uh, back to the comedy shows, right? When you first started doing the comedy shows, but you being fresh into that around 2010, like what challenges did you run into? So I think it was uh, definitely trying to remember all your stuff without yeah. having to look at notes. Yeah. Uh, and just trying to keep constantly coming up with new material. Yeah. And then finding ways that if you think a joke is hysterical and no one else is laughing. Yeah. Is, do you throw the joke out or do like, is it, is it, is it something <laughs> you can do to change it? Yeah. That had to be hard. Yeah. And what I tell people now is I say a lot of times, it's not that yeah. your joke isn't funny. Yeah. You're saying it so fast. You're mm. stepping on your own punchline. Yeah. And you're not giving people time to... It doesn't always yeah. hit right away. It might take, yeah. oh, and then people start laughing. So Yeah. And, and in a sense, if you do that, if you say it slower, have the right timing, yeah. your set can be like two, three minutes longer than you originally thought because yeah. you're giving them time to laugh. I seen somebody um do that one time. I was at a comedy show, me and my cousin, and a, it was like an old, old male lineup, and she was the only female. And I felt like she was one of the funniest ones there. And her closing joke was like a joke of incest. And nobody really caught on to it. But I thought I was like the only one laughing. Everybody looked at me like, it's not funny. It was funny. Maybe I got a dark sense of humor. I do. You, you know, so, so you get it. You know what I'm saying? But so doing, doing comedy shows, is it hard packing them out? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. I, I, I always recommend you just, it's like anything else. You just got to keep telling people. Yeah. You got to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's why I can't stress enough that any, and if you're in business for yourself, regardless of what you're doing, you have to just keep telling people about it. Yeah, because I would I would walk through Manhattan, I would always see like the young teenagers like trying to scout the tickets for like like different comedy spots. Like, hey, come to the comedy show twenty. I'm like, no, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I won't do it. And I feel bad now because uh, I eventually at one point I would start going to comedy shows. And I was like, these are really good, like really good. Man. Yeah, I remember in Times Square, like people who uh, make albums and stuff like that yeah. trying to sell their CDs. Yeah. right there. Yeah, I actually bought a lot of independent um CDs from people. Like so between between downtown Brooklyn, Times Square, and um Jamaica Avenue <laughs> in Queens. I bought a, I bought a CD from a dude. Um, we knew the same people. Um, and I I met him once when I bought a CD. And rest in peace to him. Um, his I think his name was a uh, Hollywood Plate. And I had boy I had met him when I first moved out to Queens or whatever. He used to be on Jamaica Avenue all the time. And I'm like, yo, this dude from Brooklyn, he all the way out here. Let me support it. And I paid five dollars for a CD, and then uh, unfortunately he was doing he was doing a lot of shows like really blowing up, and unfortunately he passed away or whatnot. And what brings me to my next thing, I met him once. We knew some of the same people. I think we were friends on social media at one point. But it sucks that he didn't kind of get the recognition he deserved until he died. Like BT mm-hmm. did like a whole tribute to him and stuff like that. Do you see comedians right now? Have you met comedians at this moment that you know are great, but they just haven't got that shot? Yo, yeah, plenty of them. <clears throat> And it has got to suck to see that because yeah. you see that you see the talent, yeah. you see the talent. But sometimes life gets in the way. And it, like I said, it also goes back to money. I mean, you can mm. be super hysterical, yeah. But a comedy club has bills to pay. Yes, they, this is true. If you can't get people in there mm-hmm. to see you, yeah, 
you're gonna lose money. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, so you gotta you gotta yeah. it's not always just about being funny anymore. It's about making money. Yeah. That's that's kinda like um it equates to music. That's why there's so many whack artists on right now. That I, even with comedy, that's why so many Instagram social media people are like comedians now. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're not funny, I'm not saying that, but they kind of crack the code on how to get people to look at them. Yes. Oh, why not? Like, does that ever bother you? Or do you ever take a page out of that book? No, I think I think using social media is smart. It is. If you're using it the right way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's, it's social media Social is weird, right? I I think I'm an overthinker, Chris. And I kind of, things bother me, right? Not seeing people doing great bother. That is, I, love, I love seeing people do great. But it bothers me when, like, a girl will, like, Post her kids, and then she's like half naked on like the next picture. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait a minute, like you should have like what you should have did like three uploads later. You could have did that, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, maybe maybe I'm different, man. I'm not like an old Scrooge or whatever. I'm I'm in tune with the times. But certain things like that, do, do you ever see things that trigger you? Because we're on social media so much. Do things like ever trigger you, and you look at it like, nah, this is nah, this is not the way. I, I would just have to say it's a shame when you see friends or people in the same industry fighting over politics. Yeah. When you can be so much more productive just not doing it there. Yeah. You know, especially and, when yeah. you don't, you know, you don't have the courage to tell that person in their face. Yeah. You're going to fight with them on a on a Facebook page. That's crazy. I've There's seen so much people more do productive that. things you could do with your life. You know what? I had I had one argument with a family member via Facebook public and they they started it. And I'm glad we got past that. And then it was kind of like I wasn't going to like entertain that person then I didn't entertain it. And then people were like, no, you guys need to chill. And then later on, I looked at it and I was like, that ain't the wave. No, it just wasn't. You could have a productive conversation doing it online, but try mm-hmm. to be productive about it. Yeah. If the other person is not respectful, that don't, yeah. there's no reason to insult people. Just, yeah. Just go do something else with your life. Yeah. We were, we were like, we were like really close cousins and we got kind of crazy with it. And I'm like, no, nah, this ain't the way. We, we grew up like siblings. Let's not do that. But you know, to the people out there, don't, don't argue on Facebook today. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> the boy Product Life Product Podcast. We will be right back with the fourth segment of the show. I got the homie Christopher Corrado in the building. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product from the Life of Product Podcast. Like you guys know, today's episode is sponsored by Tyler's Outlet. Tyler's Outlet is having an amazing deal. Everything is 50% off. Humidifier starting at 19 bucks. Ever heard of 4K? They have 8K aerial drones starting at 89 bucks. Use promo code free for me. That is free, the number four, me, dollar sign, on any order over 50 bucks. Tell me your boy Product sent you. I'm out, baby. Yeah. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the life of Product Podcast. I got the homie Christopher Corrado um, in the show with me. Chris, I want to say thank you, not just for coming, but uh, for plugging me in with BYB. BYB, um, they sponsored the last show, John Bernard, which is one of the fighters. Will you be going to the event next month? Absolutely. I'm in the building, man. I'm in the building. Who, who's on the, for the card that they have? How many fighters are on that? I've seen three main fights on there. On the, not There's going to be more than that, but... yeah. I've seen three uh, main bouts that they have on that main flyer, mm-hmm. but it looks like uh, it's going to be a lot more than that. Oh, good. Um, but you know, things things could change. Sometimes people they yeah. rewrite. I've seen that happen all the time, amateur and pro fighting. Where yeah. something's got to change. Somebody gets a fight, they get a fight. Mm-hmm. But I've you know I've been to shows anywhere from like five fights to like more than twenty. I went to I went to one in uh, Pennsylvania years ago. Me and my cousin went, and my homeboy Fernando Guerrero. He was one of the main fighters. He he fought. He he was like a champion, and everything. And that was his last fight, and he fought. Right before the main event, right before like the, the top fighters, whatever. And I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. You know, watching on TV, you see like three fights or whatever, three, maybe four fights. It had to be about 11 to 12 fights mm-hmm. that day. And yo, so it was at the Sands, um, was it the Sands Casino? So I'm like, the one they had in Bethlehem, but they moved, it was in Bethlehem, and I think they moved it to another location, probably like down the street or something. These dudes were fighting. 
these dudes were fighting like it did, like their life depended on it. Like they were like, okay, I saw so much talent, so much talent, and I never seen these guys fight ever after that. And that's got to be heartbreaking to see fighters with so much talent. They get in there, they get bloody, they bruised up, they win, they lose, go home, and then that's it. You yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of reason why they're not getting back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be economical, it could be family. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that is who you know too, man. Especially with boxing, look who you know is real. I had a homeboy, homeboy, and he was a uh, he was a boxing promoter. His boxer was good. I'm not gonna say his boxer was bad. His boxer was good. Um, he had a three fight deal on the table, and um, it didn't go so well with the with the fight that he got him. He didn't win the belt, so it's kind of off the table. But um, do, do, what? How do you feel about the political side of boxing? Because it kind of, I feel like like everything politics messes a lot of stuff up. I feel like if if the politics stuff with boxing fighting in general, if it was filtered out. The sport in general might be better. Well, it goes back to just like what we said about comedy. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's money. Something is, is yeah. economical in there. Does it make economic sense yeah. for these two people to fight each other? Yeah. A lot of times they, they look at stuff like that. This, this is true. You, how do you feel about uh, movies like uh, Creed that comes out? A lot of people were trying to say how... people. You had the people that loved it. I love the Creed series because I love the Rocky series. But you have a lot of people that are trying to say, oh, that's not real. It's just a movie. Like, come on, man. We, we see like... We saw... I think we saw... The the beautiful side of it, but we saw his struggles, but there's more that goes into it as far as like the struggles of boxes, it's just the financial side and things like that. Like, okay, the movie with Holly Berry, did you see that when she played like an MMA fighter from Jersey? Holly Berry? Oh, yo, you didn't see Oh, you got to see okay. that, man. So yeah. Creed was great. I loved it. And he, you know, he, he gets successful, things like that. He fought from the ground up. The movie with Holly Berry, she's an MMA fighter from Jersey. She's older and she this is her time to get back out there. It's a good movie, man. You, you got to see. So in the, her character in the movie, she had like a kid um, that she wasn't raising. The kid comes back. She Her boyfriend was her trainer. He was abusive. She ends up with the new trainer, which is a female. They hook up. But it's a great movie, man. I think she directed it as well. Okay. I don't know if she won any awards for that movie, but it, it's a, if you love fighting, it's a great movie to watch. Okay. Really, What do you see the future of boxing going? Well, I feel like it's getting more popular now. Yeah. When, like I said, when you have like the crossovers, yeah, or the Paul brothers, yeah, or Bad Knuckle, so yeah. it looks like in in some kind of ways it's it's mm-hmm. getting popular again, yeah, more, more popular, mm-hmm. and there's these other things going on too that it's just getting people yeah. to pay more attention to. But I, I got mixed feelings on the Paul brothers, particularly Jake Paul. I, I give them a lot of credit because these dudes are very athletic. Have you did you see the way Logan Paul was flipping off the WWE top ropes and stuff like that? that ain't easy. I'm not doing that. That no. that that's incredible. Um, to be able to market yourself to get to a fight with Mayweather when there's a line full of guys, that's that's incre- that's genius to me. Um, I like the fact that Jake Paul in particular was putting money in people's pockets. Nate Diaz got a big payday off of that. And it's rumored that was his big payday from fighting. If it is, that's great. My issue is Jake Paul in particular is not going to get better if he doesn't fight real fighters, his age, his size. What do, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, that's uh, you see that a lot in in, bo- in boxing and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, him and both Mayweather. Now they're not gonna. Oh, it's a little bit different, but yeah. Um, obviously, you want the wins. You know, you don't want to go in there and lose. Yeah, true. You know, but I think if he really wants to get better at boxing, you yeah. might just have to start going with yeah guys more around your age that yeah. just stick to straight boxing. Yeah, I think Mayweather's just just having fun to just keep yeah. doing it. I, I think Mayweather's put his work in. Yeah, he's he's put so much work in into you know a lot of people. They're quick to say he hasn't fought nobody, right? He fought De La Hoya. 
He fought a young Canelo. He fought Sugar Pacquiao. Pa- he fought Pacquiao, though. Not Pacquiao has what two losses, two or three? A little bit more than that, but he still not okay. many. Yeah, it's kind of like come on. He, he gave Keith Thurman his first loss. You know yeah. what I mean? Keith Thurman beat Danny Garcia. So you know we kind of can't say Mayweather didn't fight nobody. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves to say that. You know what I'm saying? Then they throw out oh well they throw out fighters. I think like Julio Cesar Chavez who had a better record. These guys did have better records, but this is the time period he's from now. So we kind of can't say that. But I, I think Jake Paul, if Jake Paul wants to take actually being a boxer serious, it's being a boxer and being an entertainer. They intertwine, but they're different, right? If he wants to stay an entertainer, keep doing what you're doing. He's getting money. He's great, right? But if he wants to, if he wants to respect from the boxing world, he's gonna have to see, look at his record. He's what like five and one, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Look, look at look what happened when he fought Tommy Fury, Tommy uh, Tyson Fury, little brother. That's and he ended up losing. He, he ended up losing. He would have got knocked. Tommy Fury brother was like eight and zero, oh, right? If Tommy Fury, Tyson little uh, bro, Fury little brother, if Tommy Fury at the time had been about fifteen and zero, oh, he would have knocked him out. Clearly, would have knocked him out. But that just shows me so you could train all day. You could go to the gym. You could hit the bag. You could spar. Sparring with people that you know or the guys they throw you is totally different from 10,000 people in a crowd. You find a guy that you never met. You just met him at the press conference. It's a big difference. So I think if I think if Jake, I think Jake Paul has potential to be great, but he's going to have to know how it feels to get knocked down and get up on a real eight count at the seventh round and really fight his way back to win. So if he wants, if he wants to get that respect from the boxing world, that's where he's going to have to go. Now, I don't think he's going to do that. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like he's just doing it more for the entertainment side. Yeah. Whereas Mayweather has I nothing. ain't mad at it, you know? No. Mayweather has yeah. nothing left to prove, in my opinion. No, nah, he doesn't. But I don't think Mayweather's going to fight anybody that could give him a chance, that has a chance against him. I he's, don't he's think not he's not stupid. Nah. He's, he's 46 <laughs> years old, man. Yeah. And, you, you know, Father Tom, it, it might be kicking in soon. We, did you see the fight when he fought uh, John Gotti the third? Yeah, look, yeah, the guy got. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like the guy was getting tired and, uh, you know, God didn't want to fight no more, then yeah. it's over and now you want to fight. I, I yeah. Don't, I don't yeah, know what that was about. That got kind of got kind of crazy in the ring, man. Unless that was meant for some type of show, I don't. Think. You first, I was thinking, oh, he might. What if they're doing that? My conspiracy side kicked in. What if they're doing this for the rematch? But I, I think it got kind of really heated. You know what I'm saying? But um, I would like to see uh John Gotti Jr. the third do more fights. He's a great MMA fighter. Um, boxing is a little different, like you said, cutting off in the ring and things like that. Um, back to BYB. BYB's ring is different. Mm-hmm. It's like a triangle. I think that's like crazy yet genius concept because when I was growing up in Brooklyn like I had an older brother right and all my cousins were older I was I was from the set of the younger cousins right and toe to toe was a thing you had to do so me as a kid being 8 to 10 years younger than my brother my cousins whatever you get in a living room you ain't running they would he would put his foot on my foot and make me fight him <laughs> right there so imagine you being like 8 years old fighting your 16 year old brother these are things but I like the concept because it reminds me of that um, or whatnot. Where do you see the future of BYB going? Yeah, so like you said, if, if you're fighting in a like a triangle type, bring a trigon, yeah. as they call it, I believe, you know, you better be good at slipping. Yeah. Especially if you get caught in the, the pointy part of the triangle. Yeah. Because if you can't sidestep or move, you better you better be good at slipping. Yeah. And you better find a way to mm-hmm. counter or be aggressive enough yeah. to get out of there. Unless you want to fight in the corner like some that. Guys, some, some guys like that. might. I don't know. They they might want to do that. Um I think it's risky getting in that in that end of that triangle. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's a, a a wonderful concept. I actually I feel like two, three years down the line, because there were what, 21 fights now, 22 fights, something like that. I think it's something like that. I think two, three years down the line, it is gonna be it it has potential to be one of the top leagues because it's different. Now 
are you the fight next month? Are you refereeing? What are you doing? Are you just there to promote? I'm just I'm just you know sharing a lot of this stuff and yeah. just trying to trying to get That's more great. people on your show. That's great. You know, just helping them get the word out because I live in Rock Hill. Yeah. So you like I, Mr. Rock Hill, man. Yeah. You kind of like I, I see. Listen, Chris, I ain't stupid, man. I see what you're doing, man. <laughs> you about to be like man status. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. This, you, you, I think you're quietly building yourself up to something big. You might not even realize it. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? You might not even realize. Do you see yourself um, training down the league, down the line, like train, like like being training like real top fighters? You know what? It's it's not off the table. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm just I'm just training a lot of people that are you know just getting yeah. started in boxing. Like yeah. Like let's just say for example, you know, you've never boxed before in your life. Let's yeah. just say you haven't. Yeah. You know, and you you haven't you've been on the couch for the last ten years not working yeah. out. Yeah. I'd be a really good coach for you. Yeah. But now if you were like uh, you know, fifteen and zero as yeah. a champion, I, I shouldn't be I could work with you, but I can't yeah. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't feel comfortable training you to fight I, people at that level. I understand. I so understand. I feel comfortable training like a new person. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? You you I'm pretty sure you meet a lot of guys that you train now. You you might have like <laughs> The next Tyson in there, man. You might you might be sitting on gold, Chris. I'm telling you, man. The guy might be there. Don't don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on yourself. Mm. Or whatnot. Before we wrap the show, um, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Any advice to anybody? Because you 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 say some really really good stuff. It's like straight to the point. And I got like a, a lot of younger kids are listening now. So a, a younger kid right now that wants to be a fighter, um, he's coming out of particularly a kid in the Carolinas because South Carolina, you guys have a full boxing commission. I don't believe they have one in North Carolina yet. So a kid right now coming out of the Carolinas that wants to fight, what, what advice would you give him as far as how to get started? I would give everybody the same pretty much advice, mm-hmm. boxing or comedy or anything. Yeah. Is that I'll give you the short version or long version. Short, I'll start with the short. Short version yeah. is always remember who you are, yeah. where you came from, mm-hmm. and who helped you along the way. It's mm, good. I think when you forget who you are, where you came from and who helped you along the way, a yeah. lot of your success, in my opinion, isn't as valid. Mm, yeah, um, I like that. And then I would have to say is that if you if you really want to be successful in something, yeah, some of the best piece of advice I, I can give you is you're, you're going to have to work really hard. Mm-hmm. You're going to have late nights and early mornings. Yeah. You're going to wake up and you're going to be like, I really don't want to do this thing. I'm just so tired. Yeah. And you're going to ha- have a lot of failures. You're going to fall down a lot. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're... Rocky Marciano goes 49 and 0. Floyd Mayweather goes 50 and 0. Yeah. Even though they had perfect records in boxing, yeah. they suffered somewhere along the line they and, did. and sacrificed, whether it be hanging mm-hmm. out with their friends, yeah. spending time with family, mm-hmm. um, being down in the, the just really just hating life because things yeah. may not be going their way. Yeah. People don't see that. They they nah. and a lot of times people don't share that. They, they don't do, now that we have social media, people will share their might be more willing to share their their sad days. Yeah. So I, I recommend everybody, even if you're super young and you like your electronics mm-hmm. and stuff, I still recommend writing stuff down. Yes. Even if you just have like a daily planner, mm-hmm. if, if you just have five tasks, it doesn't even matter. It could be grocery shopping, yeah. an hour at the gym, calling a best friend to check in, whatever it is. Yeah. Just when you when you cr- make a line through that or put a check mark and say, I did five things today. Yeah. That is very good for your mental health. It is. And it really is a game changer for me just being able to put put down stuff on paper. Yeah. Because when you don't do it, mm-hmm. and that it's like it's looking right back at you. Yeah. That thing <laughs> you were supposed to do is looking at you saying it. Yeah. That's great. Happened? That's what great advice, then? man. I, I write stuff down all the time, and I like to go back through my notes just to be recurrent on everything. So I, I felt that, and I, I just want to say thank you because well, it reminded me that I'm doing the right thing. I don't think I'm crazy. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But thank you for that because I got a lot of – I checked the analytics, and a lot of that that – 
30 and up crowd was listening. Now it's, it's crazy. I got the 13 and up crowd. And I'm like, yeah. okay, wow. So let me go ahead and try to drop some knowledge on them. I pray they listen because kids be hard-headed. <laughs> you and use, use social media the correct way. Don't don't yeah. don't go on there and post dumbass stuff you're doing. Yeah. It's going to get you yes. in trouble one day. Yes. Thank just, you. Yeah. Just just stay busy. Read something, man. There's got yeah. some, to be something you could like to read that you could enjoy to yeah. still keep that going instead of just People, they read captions the now. They don't read books anymore. Right. right. They, they read captions, man. Um, I told somebody recently, I said, um, I use my web browser just as much as I use my apps. You know what I mean? Because I like to learn stuff. I like to just... It could be something random. Like, I feel I feel like knowledge is key. But Or it, it, I, like, I might go read about an athlete or a fighter that did something, but it's the science part of it that, to me, it has to match the physical part. And I just want everybody to understand that. But, yeah, it's the Boy Product, Life Product Podcast, episode 104. The homie Christopher Corrado came through. When is, when is your next uh, comedy show, Chris? Let the people know. So the next show I'm doing will be this coming Wednesday night. Uh-huh. It's at the Goat Barn Grill mm-hmm. in Indian Land. Okay. This show has no cover. Oh, that's dope. And I got, I'm hosting it. I got three other comedians, one from Fort Mill, one from Columbia. Uh Uh-huh. And I believe one from Aiken. I told you, this guy's Mr. South Carolina, right? (laughs) (laughs) This guy's Mr. South Carolina. You are really putting on for the state. Do you ever get, so that's the northern side of South Carolina. You ever get the crowd from the the middle or the southern side of South Carolina to come up? Yeah, so I've, I've booked people from, well, I mean, I think Aiken, that's pretty much knocking on the door of Georgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so yeah, we definitely, I've, I've booked people from, you know, different parts of the country. You know, sometimes uh-huh. people could be just from, you know, even as far as California, if, if oh, they wow. just happen to be over here. Yeah. And they, they look for people who produce shows in this area. Mm-hmm. So they might hit me up or like hit someone else up and say, hey, you know, yeah. can I get on here just to make, have somewhat of a footprint around Yeah, you. I got to make it out to one of your shows soon, man. I got I to gotta free myself up. Life been moving a mile a minute. Come on. Yeah, I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to send it back, though, because I don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> no, 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 no. I saw those shirts you had. I survived the Corrado show, man. I see those. I see those before, man. Well, those, like I said, a lot of, when you first get started in something, and I just like you said, to yeah. give some advice to the people listening, younger or whatever, uh-huh. is that a, a, lot of, a lot of your early success is going to come from, you know, you're just trying to make a name for yourself. This is true. There's no big venue that says, oh, you, have you done comedy before? I did an open mic once. How would you like to headline, you know, Madison Square Garden? Yeah, it'll we'll pay like a million that. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to have to do comedy. There's this one, you know, comedian yeah. one time told me, he's like, you do places, and you do comedy in places that never would have had comedy. Mm. So, That's like, great advice. When you're doing comedy at a place where there's no cover, yeah. there's no talent who's going to be there. Yeah. So if you can, if somebody walks in there who doesn't care about comedy or your show and yeah. they're having a bad day, they just want to have a drink and eat a hamburger or something, yeah. if you can get them to stop Listen and enjoy your set. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a much bigger accomplishment than if they paid money to come see you. This is true. This is definitely true, man. That's that's great advice. That's great. And I just want to say thank you, man, because the, the listeners, man, they hit me up with a lot of feedback. Um, too much feedback sometimes. I gotta like <laughs> tell them chill out. But um, that is great. Um, that is great. You are welcome back to the show anytime. Chris. Thank you. Anytime you want to come back, what you got? You got my number. Call me. Uh, Instagram me. We on deck, brother. It's the boy product. Life of Product Podcast, episode 104. I'm out, baby. Yeah.